Amen. Thank you, Patty. Such good lyrics. Thank you so much. My joy. Um, Lori. Yeah. Here you go. <laughs> okay. So welcome to um, our second meeting, kind of of our year. Um, and just as a recap, in case you missed our first meeting back in January. We're kind of going through some inductive Bible study and going through the book of Ephesians. So tonight we're on chapter two um, and just kind of looking through the scriptures and looking at answering kind of three questions as we go through. Um, you know, what, is, what does the word say? What does it mean? How are we interpreting it? And then how should it change me to application? So part of that is looking at what does it say and starting with where, you know, what's this all about? What's, who's writing it? What's going on? Um, kind of the background information. And Nikki actually talked about that last time when she talked about Ephesians 1. So I just wanted to recap it very briefly um, in that, you know, it's written by Paul. He was imprisoned in Rome at the time. Um, he's writing to the church in Ephesus, to the believers in Ephesus and the outlying villages in the area. Um, I found it interesting that Ephesus was a pretty big port city, um, but very deep in the occult, very deep in um, several temples to Roman gods. So it was, it had a lot going on. Um, and so, um, you know, Paul in this epistle doesn't address one specific problem, really. He kind of does an overarching view and discussion of, um, God's redemptive work through Christ and restoring us <clears throat> to himself through Jesus. Um, but I found it really interesting that he does talk about God's supremacy above other beings throughout the book um, and seems to really speak to that kind of that presence of the occult in Ephesus as well. So um, it was interesting to me. Um, so I wanted to actually just read through chapter two, if that's okay. Um, so I'm going to take a few minutes and do that. And I have to position this so I can read it. But um, let me pray before we do that, because I forgot to, um, and that would be important. So give me, let's pray for just a minute. Father, thank you for who you are, for what you do and have done and will do. Thank you for um, just your faithfulness and your mercy and the consistency um, of that. Lord, pray for our evening, um, and I really actually just want to pray the pray that the prayer that Paul prayed um, in chapter one, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and a revelation in the knowledge of him, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened, that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power towards us who believe according to the working of his great might that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the age to come. So Father, I pray that you'd be with us tonight, that these words would be your words, that you would speak to our hearts and our minds um, and give us just something fresh, a fresh look, a fresh thought, uh, a fresh tug at our hearts tonight, Lord, for who we are in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. Um, I will try to keep looking at the screen. So if I'm going fast or I'm mumbling, please someone do this and I'll try and slow down. I'm sorry. Um, okay. Ephesians 2. And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following in the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, like the rest of mankind. But God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, 
even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that the coming ages he might show immeasur the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is a gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Remember, therefore, that at one time you Gentiles in the flesh, called the uncircumcised, by what is called the circumcision, which is made in the flesh by hands, Remember that you were at that time separated from Christ, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ, for he himself is our peace, who has made us both one and has broken down in, in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility by abolishing the law of commandments and ordinances that he might create in himself one new man in place of the two so making peace, and might reconcile us both to God in one body through the cross, thereby killing the hostility. And he came and preached peace to you who were far off and peace to those who were near. For through him we have both access, we both have access in one spirit to the Father. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone in whom the whole structure, being joined together, grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him you also are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. Um, so I kind of sat with this, and, um, you know, it's kind of separated into two pretty distinct sections. Um, first section, verses 1 through 10, and then 11 through 22, and so that's how I kind of tackled it for tonight. Um, and for me, overarchingly, you know, the first section, all I, I read it through the first time, I thought, well, there's the gospel all done. That's all, you know, that's it. Um, but then I was really captivated by the second part as well. And just thinking about um, that division of Jew and Gentile of um, having no hope whatsoever, but even the Jews who didn't quite get it, didn't really understand that they didn't, you know, they had the hope, but they didn't quite grasp it. So um, I just wanted to start off so we'll start off with the first section um, and kind of a, just a summary overall of, you know, verses one to 10, you know, I kind of, this seems to be more at, at the Jewish population in Ephesus, um, the chosen ones. Um, and, you know, it kind of starts out and it's, you know, it's not a pretty picture where it, you know, um, it's not really great news. Um, the state of the unbeliever, um, you know, there's, there's no punches pulled here. Uh, we were dead in our trespasses and it, that's not enough. Then we had, you know, Paul describes it. So, you know, there's, there's no sugarcoating it. There's no levels of severity. There's two options. You're dead or you're alive. And we were dead. Um, you know, we're following the course of the world, the prince of darkness, living in the passions of our flesh, carrying out desires of mind and body, children of wrath. We're sons of Adam and Eve, you know, of the fallen. Um, and I, I kept going back to, um, Tim's message when he spoke on Matthew 22 about the greatest commandment. Um, and I had actually taken this note during it, knowing I was going to plug it in here, just, you know, that that greatest commandment to love the Lord with all your mind and heart and soul and strength. And, you know, nobody can do it. That, that infinite debt of sin that none of us can, can manage. Um, and so that's the state. And then you get to verse four, you know, but God, and there's that, that glorious spot. Um, him being rich in mercy, full of love for us, even while we were dead, um, and apart from him and made us alive in Christ and all that comes with that. And if you don't remember all that, you can go back to chapter one and look at verses three through 14. <laughs> and they're listed, many of them are listed there. Um, but they are immeasurable riches. They are amazing blessings that are hard for us to understand, but we'll take it on faith and we'll trust it and we'll rest in it as much as we can. Um, that we are, you know, even that we're raised with him and we're seated in heavenly places, you know, that we are 
um, you know, familiar verses to us that for by grace, you have been saved through faith and not of your own. It is the gift of God, this grace. And, you know, I always learned that acronym G-R-A-C-E, God's riches at Christ's expense. Um, And it's simple, but it's so sweet and so true that this is all his mercy. It all overflows out of his heart and his love for us and by nothing else that we can do. And I know that you all know that, but sometimes it's just that it's nice to be renewed in that and reminded of that and um, kind of coming at that from a place of, oh, I need to be reminded of that again and again and again. Um, but he does it and then it's, you know, well, why does he do it? And in verses seven through nine, he does it <clears throat> so that in the coming ages, he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace in the kindness of Christ. And I just was struck by that, that, you know, that phrase in the coming ages, um, that it's not a one-time deal, that this is something that is ongoing, that it is forever and timeless and meant to be remembered and reflected upon and used as comfort and used as a balm and used to reflect his glory and elicit praise from his people. Um, And where I really sat a lot with this and I felt like the Lord really kind of touched my heart was in verse 10. Um, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Um, and just looking at, um, you know, kind of broke that verse down a lot. I spent some time there and just, you know, we're his workmanship and thought about Psalm 100 and Psalm 139 and that, you know, we're his workmanship. He has created us. He has known us. He knows us before we know anything ourselves. Um, and you can't be more fully known than that, which is equal parts scary and amazing all at the same time, sometimes. Um, you know, we're created in Christ. And looking at Colossians 3.10, that, you know, we're created as a new being. That new self is being renewed in his image. In the image of, he's the, he's the image of the invisible God. and um, that's a pretty high standard. Um, we're created to do good works. Um, those things that he has prepared beforehand because he chose us while we were still sinners. Um, he has prepared us to do these good works that we should walk in them. And again, looking at Colossians 1.10, you know, we're, we're doing good works in a manner worthy of him, things that are pleasing to him, bearing fruit in the knowledge of God. Um, and I love... Um, you know, that's a little bit daunting sometimes. Um, and I was immediately, well, not immediately. I wish it had been immediately. Um, eventually <laughs> reminded um, of Jeremiah 29, 11 through 14, um, that, you know, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to bring you hope in the future. Um, but not just that, not just that and drops it, but, you know, that, um, I had to get there. Sorry. Um, but you go past verse 11. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will hear you and you will seek me and find me. And when you seek me with all your heart, I will be found by you, declares the Lord. Um, and I will restore your fortunes and gather you from all the nations and all the places where I've driven you. Um, I will bring you back to the place from which I sent you into exile. And we're going to be brought another point of being brought back to him, being reunited and um, restored to him. And he's, he's talking about this in Jeremiah. It's before, you know, not only is it an ongoing in the coming ages, but he's been talking about it for ages. Um, It's just that um, I loved, I loved thinking about that and that um, how are we seeking him in order, you know, to support those good works so that we can walk in them in a way that is, worthy of him, um, in a way that is pleasing to him, in a way that bears the fruit of the knowledge of God. Um, how are we doing that? Are we doing it? Um, I thought about Esther a lot too, just, um, especially in these times, you know, it just, you know, just the phrase for such a time of this, who knows why you were here for such a time of this. Um, some of us are, uh, you know, 
more than happy to be home a lot of the time. Um, some of us, it's really, really hard. Some of us are here alone. Some of us are with our families. There are benefits and struggles with both of those situations. Um, people who are busy who need to be still, people who are still a little too much and need to be a little bit busy in this quieter time where they can get some more things done. Um, and so I just kind of was rattling around with a lot of those things, <clears throat> those questions. And that's honestly one of the that's the expansion of one of our application questions. You know, how are, how are we seeking him for these good works? How are we acting on those things? What's God tugging on our hearts to do uh, in this time for that? It's such a time of this. Okay. Um, moving on to the second section. Um, and kind of looking at this, the summary of that second section Verses 11 to 22, more is looking at a section of unity, um, talking about the separation of um, people's, um, you know, sorry. If he was talking to, more to the Jews in the first part of this, it's kind of more to the Gentiles. He kind of switches this focus in the crowd, you know, like, and you guys, you thought we had it bad, but you didn't even have any hope. <laughs> you were separated not only physically, in looking at circumcised versus uncircumcised, but spiritually, you didn't even have God. I mean, for the for the Jews at that time, they wouldn't. They, everyone else was considered hindrance and enemies of God, so they didn't even have any hope of getting anywhere, um, and so alienated from those promises and um, any hope of being brought together with Christ. <clears throat> um, so it starts out with verses 11 and 12, um, talking about exactly that. Um, and then 13 and 14, but, you know, there's that but again. But now in Christ Jesus, verse 13, you who are once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ, for he himself is our peace. Um, and I loved thinking about that, that word peace a little bit too. Um, and again, with kind of into Colossians a little bit, but, you know, that, we're called to let the peace of Christ rule in our hearts. Um, and that peace that is that life-giving, unifying mercy of God in sending Christ to die on the cross for us. Um, and talking about moving on to verses 14 and 15, talking about um, he himself is our peace who has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility by abolishing the law of commandments and ordinances. And I immediately just had that vision of the, the temple veil being torn in two and that there's no more separation there within the Jewish community. Um, everyone could have communion with God, um, but also that separation of now there's really no difference between you two. Um, and, you know, in first Corinthians 12 talking about, <clears throat> um, Uh, where Paul writes that for in one spirit, we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and all were made to drink of one spirit. So talking, you know, that reminder that all the divisions were broken down. There's, there's nothing that could keep us from Christ um, anymore. Um, it's 15 through 19. Um, and then at the coming up in the end in the last couple verses, um, talking more about the unity. Um, so coming around that cornerstone of Christ, that foundation, the cornerstone, you know, the part of the building that keeps everything in alignment and it gives it stability. Without it, that that building is going to crumble and fall, and it's not going to withstand any forces of nature or damage um but we are all we all can come together as that temple of a place for god to dwell um and i was you know back to first corinthians again that one body many parts you know we we come together to be that temple um but even as individuals a dwelling place for god by the holy spirit um i i, I would love to tell you i have a really 
nice, neat way to wrap this up, but I don't. Um, <laughs> I just really was thinking about um, the unity we have in the midst of this kind of crisis in this COVID-19 era that we're in here. Um, and then it kind of levels the playing field. We're all susceptible in one way or another. Um, talking with some ladies the other night and someone very wisely said, and I folded it away to bring back out tonight that, um, you know, yeah, we're all in the same storm, but not everybody has the same boat. Um, there are people that are struggling in smaller vessels or people that have bigger vessels that are a little more stable. And so we're all looking out for each other to try and meet those physical needs for each other and care for each other. Um, but what we all do have is that faithfulness, that mercy, that saving grace of Christ that keeps us all together and we have that common ground. Um, so I think, I have no idea what time it is, okay. Um, I did have some application questions. So what we thought we would do is I'm just going to kind of give them all to you. And what I can do is type them in the chat area um, while we're doing this. Um, actually, I'll say them to you and then I'll type them and people can think. But um, what I'd like to do is just kind of give them all to you and then give you guys a couple seconds, a couple minutes to think about it um, and maybe get two or three people to share an answer for whichever question you feel like the Lord, the Spirit's been was tugging on your heart for. Um, and then um, if you've got Africa, did you want to have people give you requests now while we're doing that as well? Sure. If you have um, a request that um, you'd like to share, a prayer request, you could just private chat me um, and uh, we'll, we'll, um, We'll have a couple of people just pray over those requests uh, toward the end after we've had a few people to um, respond to the questions that Laurie's going to post. Okay, so <clears throat> um, just in case you haven't used the chat feature in Zoom, it's at the bottom of your screen. And then there's a little text box at the bottom where it's going to say two and then it might say everyone and there's a little drop down. So if you do the drop down and scroll down, you'll find Afrika's name. And if you click on that, it'll go directly to her and not to the whole group. Um, so here are the questions that I have. Um, the first one is um, thinking about, you know, God preparing the good works for us, has prepared good works for us to do ahead of time um, and to walk in them. How are we reflecting the kindness and mercy of God in those things. Um, maybe, maybe share something you feel like God is leading you to do or has led you to do. Um, or maybe you feel like he's kind of starting to give you an idea on how you might reflect the knowledge and the kindness of God in those things. Um, second question is, how does this foundation of peace, that cornerstone, support you in the midst of uncertainty uh, of moving forward in these days. Um, and then the third one is, is there anything specific that has stirred your heart as to what is prepared for you to do in such a time as this? That's kind of the same as the first one. So if that's a better way of phrasing it, you can kind of go with that one. All right, I'm gonna type these in and mute myself for, well, I'll keep myself unmuted, but. Um, I was led to um, share toilet paper, which um, during the pandemic was not funny, but funny when people were hoarding toilet paper. Um, my neighbor, her husband was diagnosed with cancer and I had toilet paper and I just felt led to give it to her because everybody was going to the store and hogging it. And um, so I filled the bag with toilet paper and Kleenex and all kinds of stuff like that. And I dropped it off at her door and just felt like that was a good thing to do because since people were hogging it and worried about it, I felt like God was testing me. Like, are you going to trust me that you'll have what you need? And I felt like, yes, because I know who my daddy is. He takes care of me. So in a sense, I think it was a test for me to be able to share something like that with my 
neighbor and I think my neighbor, well, she did, she wrote me a beautiful note thanking me for the thoughtful gift because, you know, during that time it would be hard for her to shop with a sick husband and the chaos, you know, in the stores at that time. So I feel blessed to have been able to use in several ways like that during this pandemic that I was able to bless a few of my neighbors. So, so I've been feeling quite um, taken care of by God through all of this. So, and it was very encouraging to um, see God. I'm just praying that God was glorified in all of that. So anyway, it, I've been blessed in the middle of a, in a storm. So it's been good for me. All oh, thanks for sharing, Donna. So that, that question you just posted, Lori, um, how do we, was was the question, how do we, it's something about the foundation of peace um, during this time of uncertainty. Mm -hmm. um, this, the, the verse, verse 14 in Ephesians 2, um, for he himself is our peace, like, Man, I think I have that verse written in my kitchen somewhere because I constantly need that reminder because I'm constantly trying to find peace in my own way. But now, you know, with this uncertainty, everything seems to be so up in the air. Um, like I need that to know that I need that to be my anchor, remembering that I'm not manufacturing my own peace. Uh, peace doesn't come because I'm Netflix and chilling. Peace doesn't come because my children are quiet. Uh, peace doesn't come because, you know, I finished all the tasks that I have to do in my day. Peace comes because of him, because he himself is our peace. Mm -hmm. Man, it's so hard to remember that. It's so hard to grasp that. It's so hard to walk in that but I'm comforted because he's peace and I can walk in it. And I, and I have the ability to walk in it just because of who I am in him, you know, everything that this chapter lays out, my whole identity is tied up and wrapped up in him being my peace. So I'm comforted with that. Right. Right. And he didn't, he didn't save us so that the kids could be quiet. You know, he didn't save us so that, the dog wouldn't bark when someone comes to the door and that I could, you know, sit and watch Marvel movies in their chronological order. He, you know, he did it so that he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness in Christ. It's all about him. It has nothing to do with us. And that's kind of a blow once in a while, but a nice reminder. Nikki, I liked how you put that, that, uh, you know, we, we don't have to muster up peace. We need to simply change our focus to what we're looking at. And, um, and one of the reasons that I love this Michael Kelly Blanchard song is it reminds us that our, our biggest problem has been fabulously solved and resolved by our Savior. You know, and there are times throughout the day I have to remember that, hey, you know, the, the um, COVID, um, the coronavirus is not my greatest enemy. My government restrictions are not my greatest enemy. My greatest enemy is the sin that dwells in my heart. And that's been utterly uh, destroyed by the blood of Jesus. And, you know, my greatest problem has been solved and the joy that that brings. Mm -hmm. uh, is where peace starts for me. Yeah. And I love Felicia, and just in case you are not able to see your chats, Felicia wrote in the chats, you know, that she, she prays, she, she says, I try to get out every day to walk. A few times I've been led to pray for my community and for the households that I pass as I walk. What a great idea and picture of reflecting that knowledge of God and, and being led by the spirit to do that as you're out walking in your community. 
This is Carrie here. We have a little restaurant that we used like to go to for breakfast and we take out there every few days just to give them some business. And Antonia expressed how nervous they all were, how difficult it is. And so one time when we went in, I had printed out a beautiful poster of Psalm 91 and we got a little conversation going. And then the next time I took a, a, a tract. And so there's a door opening there that I think the Lord has made because of the environment we're in. Um, this is something simple um, that I've just started doing. And so can't say I'll constantly be doing it, but I felt like the Lord's put it on my heart to send encouragement notes. Um, there's the power of, of just sending a written note to people in times like this. So I've been doing that recently. I wanted to say something quickly um, in relation to question number three. Is there anything specific that has stirred your heart as to what he has prepared for you to do these days? For me, um, it's not just the COVID-19. Mm. It's also me being still, literally being still. Um, I just feel that the Lord keeps playing um, in my mind and my heart to just be still and trust him. Be still and know that I'm God. Be still and to know that I'm going to take care of every concern, every problem, every uncertainty, and for me not to worry. I think it was like a, <laughs> the way it happened, COVID at the same time of me breaking my, um, having my injury, I really can't do anything but to trust and be still. Mm -hmm. And so this is the way that God has been grabbing my attention, literally. And um, even going back to from like looking at the Bible on my phone or a tablet, because we're always on the go, on the go, on the go, to now, you know, like pulling out my old fashioned Bible with the tabs and all of the notes and things like that. And it's, you know, it's just been really um, a way for me to feel God's presence mm -hmm. in a different light right now, just to actually slow down. Just be still, have some quiet time with God, and, and just absorb that. And for me, that has been um, positive, and it really has prepared my heart for these days. That's awesome. Hi. Well, I have had the... Um, pleasure to connect with my adult daughters and my niece so once, oh. a, week, once a week we um we zoom <laughs> and uh you know sometimes it's nothing serious sometimes they just choose the topic they want to talk about so i'm i'm so happy that they're not able to work as hard as they usually work <laughs> so it's just been a it's been a delight for me to connect with them. That's great. Uh, I just wanted to share, I don't know if you can hear me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just was really blessed by what you said about this um, foundation of peace. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, um, what Patty also uh, spelled out about um, not something that you muster up, but um, you just change uh, your focus to where you look at. Yeah. Uh, and um, th this COVID-19 has affected uh, Ashish and me in terms of our security, uh, uh, job security uh, at the time when we moved home. Um, and so we are 
we've had to think differently in terms of when we decide um, to help someone or to do what's required. Mm -hmm. And then it's, it's an act of faith uh, to go ahead and do that. Um, and I was just reading in my devotionals, uh, John chapter 11, uh, where Jesus is about to raise Lazarus from the dead. And Martha's telling him the circumstances again and again, the facts, mm -hmm. um, something that we're constantly trying, confronted with and reminded of daily, the facts. Um, but Jesus tells her, did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, uh, I guess it's uh, believing is that changing our focus mm -hmm. uh, from the facts and circumstances to what Jesus can do and um, finding that foundation to rest on. Um, so, uh, yeah, so we're waiting to see the, and we're seeing the glory of God uh, in so many things already in the lovely way in which we moved and people mm. find us curb alerts, you know, uh, spot furniture, uh, which just goes in so well with our house and things like that. So yeah, praise God. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I think um, the foundation of peace uh, in this time um, is just a reminder that uh, peace is not the absence of trouble in trials and tribulations, but it's the effect that has with us through them all um, because we can take courage and it's COVID today, tomorrow it might be anxiety and the next day it might be um, um, the loss of a loved one. Um, this world is filled with um, trials and tribulations, um, and we um, we have the blessed hope of that peace that God has already given to us. And it's not predicated on circumstances and on our feelings and you know what is going right in the world. Um, but our anchor is sure because he laid that foundation for us so that, you know, he's, he's not just with us through this storm, he's with us always. And that peace surpasses all understanding. It's good stuff. Anybody else? Um, something that we were okay. <laughs> something that we we were thinking about is um, just um, how how to use our stimulus, you know, because um, it would would be easy just to hoard it all away and just be like, well, we need X number of you know, like we need security, we need to make sure we can take care of ourselves and whatnot, but. Um, you know, just being stretched in giving at this time when nothing is um, guaranteed and everyone's hurting in terms of like, you know, financially and just being like, okay, like how, yeah, how can we, how can we use this for God's kingdom, not just to, to line our own pockets or to, you know, to give ourselves um, what seems to be security, you know, and invest in, in other in other people and, and in kingdom work and in um, in other ways that think beyond my own little bubble and my own, you know, four walls. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Teresa. This is Christine. Um, I was just, I don't know if this actually answers one of the questions, but um, I was just kind of struck with the last, the second section, Lori, that you talked about. And in the um, ESV version, the, the subtitle for that whole section is One in Christ. And 
as we were reading through to the end, I think I was kind of struck by the last couple of verses, like 19 through 22. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know, it's kind of literal, but just uh, we're all members of the household of God. So um, just sort of reading through that last bit, members of the household of God built on the foundation, talking about the cornerstone, um, mm -hmm. In him, you are also being built together into a, dwelling into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. So I guess just, you know, in this time of separation, these Zoom meetings have been able to bring us back together. And um, the part of uh, sort of the notes that relate to uh, verse 21, it says, God meets with his people in joyful worship and fellowship. Believers do not have to worship in Jerusalem today mm -hmm. because they themselves have become the new temple of God. So even though we're all separated, we have uh, Jesus as our cornerstone and we are solid in that faith and coming together. So just, um, we are, as, as the subtitle says, one in Christ. Worshiping separately together. So. Yeah. <laughs> separately together. together. That's the whole point. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Good. All right. Well, I don't want to keep us over our hour, but um, Africa, I may just pitch it to you if you want to finish off with prayer. Is that good? Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Lori. Thank you for allowing the Lord to use you. Thank you for your study. Thank yeah. you for your um, for serving the women um, as unto the Lord. Um, so I've asked Jay and Teresa to pray over some of the requests, and then I'll just close us in prayer. Is that okay with you, Nikki? Okay. Okay, I can start. Lord God in heaven, we're so grateful, Father, that you have given us this opportunity through Zoom to come and to gather in your name, Lord God. I thank you so much for speaking through Lori, Father, and just giving us a deeper understanding of the oneness that you have created through Christ Jesus, Christ Jesus, Lord God, that we are no longer um, aliens, Lord God, um, but, but we are heirs of Christ Jesus. We are citizens in your kingdom, Father. So I thank you so much, Lord God, for, for that mercy that you have poured out upon us, Lord God. I thank you so much for taking care of every single debt that day, Father. And I'm praying tonight for my sister, Melissa Shank, Father God. She is asking prayer, Father, because uh, you have given her such a blessing and then the ability to carry, to bring another child into the world. And we're so grateful and we cannot wait to meet this new baby. But we know, Lord God, with the toddler and just everything that's happening, it is, it is not an easy time. So, Lord God, I'm asking that you will touch her heart, Jesus. Lord God, one of the fruits of your spirit is peace. And so I'm asking God that you would just give her that peace, Lord God that peace that surpasses all understanding, Father God. You have said in your word in Philippians chapter four, verse seven, and the peace of God which surpass all understanding will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. So I'm asking Father that as she is uh, in her 36 week of pregnancy and she's dealing with her, her, her toddler and she is um, interacting with her husband, Lord God, that they just won't see, oh my gosh, mom's upset, mom is frustrated, Lord God, but they will see the peace of Jesus in her life and it will pour out into her household. So I'm asking that you would do this for her, Father God. You are the only one who can do it. So we come to you by faith in the name of Jesus. God, thank you for um, rescuing us. Thank you um, for pulling us out of the depths of sin and um, death and um, the world, God. Um, thank you that there is, that there are such great contrasts in this chapter. Um, there are but God's um, there are um, places where you have acted, where we 
um, could not. You have saved us. You've reached in, in with your infinite mercy and you've saved us. And we have that foundation to stand on now um, because of your great mercy. And I just pray that that we would we would stand on that peace that has already been secured, that is um, immovable and unshakable and um, trustworthy and reliable to the end. God, um, help us to build our lives on you, the cornerstone um, of the church and the cornerstone of our lives, Lord. Without you, there is no stability. There is no peace. There is no um, real hope. And I pray that that we would be um, in your word and focused on your truth um, throughout this uh, season that you've called us all to go through. Um, and specifically, I pray for um, Stevie and Kimmy as um, they are preparing for their wedding this weekend. I pray that you would keep um, all the families safe as they travel. I pray that um, you would give them um, wisdom in um, how to do social distancing, even when they want to rejoice and hug each other. Um, I just pray that your your travel mercies would be with them. You would give them health. You would keep them all healthy. You would help them to celebrate and still have so such great joy um, for bringing this couple together. Thank you for all the ways that um, they've helped out with the virtual service um, and just their servant hearts. And I just pray that your hand, um, your protective hand would be upon them. And thank you just for this marriage um, that reflects Christ in, in the church um, and and help us to celebrate and, you know, and rejoice with them, even if we're not able to be there. And Lord, we thank you so much for the opportunity to gather together. Um, we thank you for the women, Father, who counted it not robbery, Lord Jesus, but put the time aside um, to come together for fellowship, for encouragement, God, to hear a word from you. We thank you that um, none of the words that you have sent out will return void. God, we thank you um, for this time um, of um, of seeing one another face to face, uh, even though it's uh, through a screen. Um, you said that we would be able to rejoice with one another, God, and I rejoice with my sisters as I see smiles, um, God, on their on their faces, and um, I rejoice in my heart with seeing uh, that they're healthy um, and that they're, that they're here, God. Um, but we know, Lord, uh, that um, not everyone. Um, has that measure of health right now. God, so I bring um, to you Addie and Brady, God, and Mayak. God, I pray um, that you would be the God um, of healing even now. Father, you know uh, what um, illnesses have struck their bodies, God. And we pray, Father, um, in a special way, God, that you would um, just find grace um, and favor um, in their lives even now, Lord God, I pray um, with faith, uh, for healing for each of them. God, I pray that you would, um, touch their bodies and draw close to them. Um, even now, Lord God, um, we pray father, uh, for doctors and nurses, um, and healthcare workers who are providing, um, um, services and, and care, direct care, uh, father, to not just those who are facing COVID, God, but for all the other um, illnesses, Lord God, that are being treated. We pray for um, renewed um, strength, Lord God, that you would stand up um, within them, Lord Jesus, that you would cover them and protect them, Father, and that you would continue to use them uh, for healing purposes, Lord Jesus. Um, God, we pray that as a, a body of believers that we would um, use our gifts, Father, the um, in the ways that you've uh, skilled and gifted us, Lord God, to, to bring healing to those around us, um, whether that's uh, um, spiritually, Lord God, or physically, Father, that uh, we would um, be one who brings your love and your light, God, and your healing wherever we go. Um, so, Father, as uh, we prepare to leave um, each other's presence tonight, God, I pray 
a blessing upon each one of the women um, in this Zoom room, Father, that um, healing would come to them, Lord God, that it would come to their households, Lord God, that you would start with us first, Father, and that we would uh, spread that healing to all those that we come in contact with. God, would you speed your coming? Would you draw nigh to us, Lord God? Would you make your presence felt and known um, in ways that all of us need to feel you, to experience you, to know that you are right by our sides? Until we meet again, in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Afrika. Thank you, Jay. Thank you, Teresa. Thank you, Patty. Thank you, Lori. Thank you, ladies, for joining us tonight. Hi, Joy, Naomi. Love you guys. Yay, Kayla. I mean, because Melissa, <laughs> Karen, Christine, Aruda, Naomi, <laughs> Becky, Kayleen, Melissa, Jay, Kara, Felicia, Mayat. Roberta, Carrie, Janice. Let's see, I get Lori, Africa. I want to say hello to everybody. Lynn. Hi, Donna. Hi. <laughs> I know we're running out of time, but I want you to say hello. Thank Sanji, you. Christine, I think I said you, Roberta. Hey, Donna. Uh, Joanne. There's <laughs> babies. Oh, look at the babies. Oh, hi, Joanne. I miss all you guys. Miss you, miss you too. Hopefully we'll <laughs> see each other soon. I, I miss you so much. Oh. Hard because you can't really say hello. You feel like you're like, you know, you have to go by the program. So take advantage of this few minutes to say hi. Joy, Joy, how are you? <laughs> oh, so. Anyway, I'm going to cry. I got to get off of here. All right. Oh, bye, y'all. Oh, here I am. Thank I'm waiting for people say their their hellos and stuff. I don't want to just because if I shut that. Look at that baby. Oh, look at that baby. Oh, look at her, Jay. Oh my goodness, she's gorgeous. Look at her. Want her? She can oh, take her. Oh, she's beautiful. <laughs> oh, sweet. Oh, how old is she now? Seven months next Tuesday. Seven months. Oh, so sweet. Look I am morning. We get back to church. I'm squeezing every single baby that I find. He gave me a beautiful <laughs> smile. Oh, <laughs> I'm picking them all up. Oh, yes. I'm picking them all up. All right, ladies. Stephanie. Good night. Good night. Good night.